I stole a hamster when I was in third grade. You know who ever... <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to A Dose of Reality. My name is Blake Steele. I got my co-host here. Kid Iso. What's up? Thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing our page. And yeah, um, we're just going to get started in here. Um, hey, you guys. Hi. What's up? How y'all doing? How are you, buddy? You good? I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. What's been going on? How was your weekend? Oh, it was, you know, parties all weekend. No, nah, it was cool. I chilled, kicked it with the dog, you know. Chill. Chill shit. Normal What stuff. about you? Yeah, man, I went out to go uh, see some family on the south side of Chicago and then, uh, stayed over right. at uh, a Best Western. And if you ever go stay over at that Best Western uh, off uh, 79th and Archer, then... Uh, Make sure that you're not on the fifth floor, because there is no free Wi-Fi on the fifth floor. <laughs> <laughs> you're on 79th and Archer. That is a funny street to be on. That's hilarious. I know, bro. I probably shouldn't have been out there, but hey. Look at Lil Chano from 79th. <laughs> nah, oh, shit. Shit, shit. But yeah, man. Um, a couple things I wanted uh, to kind of get into today was, okay. um, what's going on with Ukraine, man? Let's touch upon that a little bit. Wow. It's just uh, terrible, man. Yeah, no, it's um, hearts, our prayers and uh, go out to everybody affected by that. It's uh, Absolutely. very, um, you know, obviously countries do what they do, war, whatever, but it's just unfortunate because the people who actually pay the price are always the citizens um, of that place, the women, the children, the people who don't really have anything to do with it. So, um, and... You know, our prayers go out to them. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. Because I mean, a lot of new information is coming out about it now, and uh, you know, we're not going to dive into it too much. But um, uh, as of yesterday, and obviously this will now um, be a week after uh, this airs, but uh, two million uh, have fled from Ukraine already wow. as of yesterday. And it's uh, it's nuts. They're only letting uh, females and uh, kids on the trains. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody else has to stay back and um, fight. Yeah. So it's um, it's rough, man. It's rough to hear about it. I got a uh, got some family in Norway. I got some family in Poland. Um, so it's uh. You uh, were you able to you know con get in contact with them, talk to them? So I mean, Norway's a little far out. Uh, right. Poland, uh, yeah, I I got in contact with a couple of the people in Poland. Okay. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> it's just I mean, everybody's fleeting to uh to Poland and right. uh, it's just nuts, man. It's um you know a lot of people say World War Three starting and um or or if it's just gonna be a Cold War, who knows? Um, like I said, we won't get into it too much, but um definitely definitely prayers. Yeah, no, going out to them. no doubt about it. Um, also, um, Brittany Griner. So, Brittany Griner, for for those who don't know, is a WNBA basically superstar. She's probably top, you know, probably the best player in that league. Um, and as of right now, she is still stuck in Russia, and she's actually um in jail, um, facing drug smuggling charges. So but apparently. She went into T uh to well it's not TSA there I, I don't think but she went to the airport they checked her bag she had some cardies uh some like weed carts on her um and so you know I I don't know I don't know if that was a uh, if she yeah I don't know if like they're gonna be able to get her back anytime soon but I know it's like she's facing ten years with this with this uh with this charge that's so crazy too because I know for a fact. 
um, that, I mean, she's she's been traveling to Russia multiple times. Oh, for sure. I mean, this has been, I'm pretty sure for the majority of her career as a professional, and I know she's been she's been drafted for a while now. It may not be 10 years, but it's it's probably getting close. So now it's safe to say that she's probably a POW at this point. Probably. I mean, what uh, I was reading on CNN and they feel like that uh, Putin might use her and there's a, two other uh, civil, American civilians yeah, who, are, who are, and I forgot their names, but uh, there's two other American civilians who are actually um, being held in prison right now. So what, from what I was reading, um, what they think might happen is that the, they might c- kind of come up with some trade. But the thing is, you know, you kind of have to open up those lines of communication and, you know, they don't know. So I guess Congress is, you know, starting to work on it. Um, but she's been detained for a month for sure. And I, Yeah. And then the um, same thing that I was reading as well uh, the, from the C- CNN report. So it's three weeks in mm-hmm. and there uh, she has a Russian a Russian lawyer. Right. Uh, she's supposed to be in contact or contact in contact with um, the American Embassy. Right. She has not had any contact with the American Embassy. She has not been able to make any contact, from my understanding, mm-hmm. um, with anybody in America. I mean, home, anything like that. No. Uh, so I mean, that's just that's crazy because even uh, they were saying that. I mean, this is that's the procedure too, yeah. especially if you know you're across uh, country lines that you're allowed to get in contact with the. American Embassy, uh, so it's just it's really uh, it's really a fishy situation for sure. Yeah, and and the the sad thing about it is, um, from what one of the they were actually interviewing somebody else who had already been detained over there before. Okay. And uh, basically, they were saying like uh, you're put in like this isolation jail at the beginning usually, um, and the the you know the living is isn't great obviously. Um, so it's kind of sad because, you know, she's actually like a star over there, too. Like, that's the crazy part. You would think, you know, maybe if she, because she is such a basketball star over there that, like, she would they wouldn't, you know, maybe come down so hard or even just give her like that lesser charge, which would probably be just a possession charge. And then she'd get deported. But um, I mean, it's very lucrative for her. Excuse me. It's very lucrative for her to. Um, go over to Russia because I know people are acting like, well, why is she playing over there? Because she's getting paid over a million, over a million dollars yeah. every season to play. And the WNBA, who she is probably the number one player in that league, she's getting 221000 a year, a little bit over that. You know, so it's f- almost five times the amount she's making over in Russia. And it's just kind of unfortunate because it's just like, these are the types of situations that like you can kind of find yourself in. And again, I'm not condoning it, you know, traveling across, you know, um, country lines, you should probably know, like keep the weed at home. Not only that, but I mean, she's been there multiple times. And you've been there. She knows what the policies are. Right. So, so, uh, and again, so I was actually reading something too, that they were thinking that this is not, this is not, this is not uncommon, but that they might have actually like tried to pin something on her. Yeah, that's and I was reading that, that there's that possibility. And again, I don't want to get too much into that sort of speculation just because, you know, we don't know. Yeah. There's not really been a lot of um, contact with her, so we don't know her, um, her status. But um, it's just sad because 
it just it makes you it makes you think like what could the WNBA do really to keep her their players to not want to go to another country so that they could just if they could pay them and figure out a way to really you know up the revenue where they could pay them better then situations like this wouldn't happen especially like knowing you know the, the like this is not you know a new thing like people knew over the last months the government kind of knew people knew that this was brewing and that this would maybe go this way with uh with Ukraine and Russia like that had been brewing for a while right so she probably already had some sort of knowledge especially being playing in Russia she probably had some sort of knowledge that this might be coming at, at a point and she said well I need to make this money it was enough for her it was enough money for her to make that risk or she it was a necessity for her to make that risk to to do that you know and it's just unfortunate that um that the that the WNBA puts their players in that um in that situation yeah um, and you know for a fact too if this was LeBron James he would have been home already 1000% and that's the sad part about it because if it was any other if it was a LeBron James or you know Steph Curry Kevin Durant one of those big guys would have been over it would have they would have gotten them back home the like the president would have taken president over that. Like the president would have been like, okay, a, this is our top priority. Bring whoever home. And the fact that like, she was in there for three weeks right. before anybody even the, the before news were even really reporting that speaks to just the um the volumes behind it. Yeah, it does. Crazy. And it just brings a um another question. You know, it's like. Do what? What are you? What are you really to do? Like, are you supposed to like pay people a lot better, you know, and maybe lose out on your revenue, and maybe maybe they're paying the the players that because that's what all they can afford. That's why the NBA WNBA is doing that, or like somehow we got to figure out how we can keep these athletes to be home. That yeah, just definitely. has to be because that that's ridiculous. There's no reason why you should have to go play for five different teams just to get a, a decent bag when, like, you know, you got LeBron and them and they're their best players signing, you know, crazy deals, you yeah. know, getting $50 million a year. Right. Absolutely. You know, like, that that discrepancy. And, like, I'm not I'm not but saying you know, they should get that $50 million, but I'm just saying they yeah. should get a lot better than what they're getting paid. Uh, yeah, no, they're definitely... definitely underpaid. Getting, they're definitely underpaid. And then at the same... On the same token, though, too, it's not... I don't feel like the WNBA is as popular. Absolutely you know, not. So. That's why you wouldn't get as much. But I'm just saying, like, you know. Right. No, I definitely Russia's understand. able to pay their their players over a mil because that's what she's reportedly getting. Right. I don't know why we couldn't, you know, figure something out. You know, at least because um obviously now it's it's not really safe to be you know everywhere else you know out of the country right now. Right. Like no, I don't know if like real talk. Truthfully, I think that. It's not going to be smooth. It's not a great time to be out of the country, even if you're not going nowhere near Europe. Just period. You don't want to, you just don't want something to happen and then you be gone and they shut the borders or something like that and you're screwed. You right. know what I mean? So it's just, a, um, it's, we live in, a, in, a, in, in just different times and, you know, you really just got to, um, again, like we were saying last week, really think for yourself, see for yourself, you know, research for yourself and, um, do do for yourself and, and figure this out because, you know, you can't believe 
social media. You can't believe YouTube. You can't believe none of these people. You got to see what's going on for, for yourself, you know? Because nobody would have known this this story was even a thing if people wouldn't have really d dug about it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd be interested to know your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, please leave comments below about uh, Brittany Griner and, um, and how you feel about the situation at hand and if she should still... Uh, still be out there uh another segue would be this is kind of like a perfect thing for victim mentality because life is coming to a perception point and life is all about perception absolutely and, and how you're taking things and if it's situational or if it's you know detrimental um and in this position um i feel like Maybe, um, you know what I mean, Brittany Griner could be taking a victim standpoint on this. And not in the sense of uh, her being a victim. I mean, she is in this situation, but it, mentally. Mm -hmm. And how she's, she's perceiving the situation, how she's util utilizing the situation. Oh, you're talking about Mandela? Yeah. Yeah, official, South Africa, yeah. Yeah, for, and then he, I mean, he sat in, in prison for 21 years. Yeah. And uh, Tony Robinson had, had the pleasure to have an interview with him. Right, right, right. And uh, was asking questions like, do you not want to kill everybody for being wrongfully convicted for 21 years and then finally right, getting right. out? And he says, no, of course not. I spent 21 years planning my return. And if I ended up dying in prison, then that would spark for a revolution. Yeah. So I just want to kind of go into victim mentality a little bit. What, um, what's your take on uh, victim mentality? Because it's, it's universal. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what most people want? You know, being a victim. Like, it's easy to be a victim. It's so easy to just say, woe is me. Everything is against me. I can't do anything. That's easy. It's easy to give yourself that excuse. Um, and that's what I feel like really what uh what the victim mentality is it's excuses it's excuses it's excuses um because like one you can always find somebody that has it worse than you number one absolutely uh and two really a lot of the the, the stuff we're, we're so victimized by is nine times out of ten something that we created and we manifested into our lives because we spoken into an existence or just a test and an and 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 opportunity to learn, to learn from this lesson, from this L, you know? Um, and so that, that's kind of how I try to approach um, life, like in the last, in like the last year or so of my life is really just like, there's nobody to blame for my success or failures but myself. Like regardless, things are going to be thrown at you. Life ain't easy. It ain't. But, like, I can be successful if I want to, you know? Like, if I decide to every day work at something, then I'm going to be successful at that thing. But, or I could just wake up every morning and just be like, oh, woe is me. You I, know? it's Decide, you know, because it's going to be hard regardless. Right. Doing the right thing, going hard and doing what you want, chasing your dreams, that's going to be hard. And being a victim and being sad and depressed all the time, that's hard too. So which one, which hard you want? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I'm a firm believer in, uh, in victim mentality and, and how it's, it's completely negative, completely. Uh, for a majority of my life, 
I, uh, I had a very big part of, of being a victim. I, I mean, as a teenager, I abused drugs and alcohol. Um, that was the thing that I did. I just, I was an over-partier, so that probably didn't help to my attitude yeah. towards life. Um, you know, not, did, did, didn't like going to school, uh, didn't like authority figures. Um, always played a part. My mom died when I was 18. Uh, so it's just that, I mean, all those life stressors can make someone feel a certain way. But one thing that I know in my heart is that I never told myself that I couldn't do something. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you tell yourself that you can't do something, then you kind of set a, a mental barrier for yourself. Absolutely. And you'll never be able to achieve it. Because anything that you think about, and I say this all the time, how energy transfer, energy is your currency. Um, I mean, you cannot live your life without energy. You use all your energy up on situations where you feel a state of depression then you're not going to be able to function in your everyday life. And it's just, it, it worries me because more and more people are adapting this, this ritual almost. It's mm -hmm. a vicious cycle and, it's, and it's, it's disgusting because, I mean, not only do you have millions of people that, that are now, what, taking psych medications, not saying that psych medication is, is wrong or that it's, uh, it's not useful, but I mean, studies show that a lot of the people that take psych medications don't feel better. Right. <laughs> so now we're really talking about a state of mind and, and, and where you are in, in your life. So just, um, it's, just, it's just crazy to think, especially with, with everything going on, how... Um, how everybody wants to self-absorb that, like it's mm -hmm. their issue, and not and not go forth with communication because communication is key. It just um, it's definitely um, it, it, it's 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 very sad to see that uh, consistently. Absolutely, um, and you know, uh, I did I had like s similar struggles. Um, I had a friend, a best friend of mine, that we were cool. Um, throughout when I was in high school and then um, throughout the beginning of college and then um, she she passed away she um, committed suicide um, and you know I was like at that point in my life I was like well you know everything's effed up you know I had a, um, some other family like getting being sick and it was just a lot going on at that point and I was just like well you know I'm a victim I'm sad so this is my excuse to get drunk every day this is my excuse to, you know, party all the time. This is my excuse to not go to class and not do what I'm supposed to be doing. And it wasn't. I just wanted to do those things. Right, absolutely. That's just what I wanted to do. I wanted to drink. I wanted to get fucked up. But I was using that, I was using that as an excuse. And once I got to using that as an excuse, it got to a point where, like, I was almost struggling, like, with the alcohol. Like, I was really, like, I had to drink every day. I had to get drunk every day. And again, it was no reason for me to really act like that. Yeah, there was some hard things that were going on. But what I really could have done was if I was, you know, hurting, I could have went to go talk to someone, you know. And that's what I encourage people to do when, like, you feel like it's you, you are depressed. You are messed up. Communicate. Go talk to someone. Go get some real help. Because you getting lit, you getting turned up, that's temporary. That drink. It's gonna feel good. It's gonna be great when you sipping, you turning up, you taking shots, you lit. That's only gonna last the, the night when you when you when you popping whatever. 
that's only gonna last for however long that 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 pill lasts. No, I definitely understand. Yeah, I definitely definitely understand. So you you just gotta really like you really gotta value your energy, like you said. You gotta value your energy and that that currency. You got that currency, the energy transfer. You gotta be you know the boss of it. You gotta hey you know I'm transferring my energy for something positive, something important, and I am not going to allow anything to deter me from that. And once you get to that point. Absolutely. <laughs> you golden. Like, I'm not saying life going to be easy, but at least your outlook, the way you look at things are different. A lot of, like you said, like you started this out with, perception is everything. Perception is everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I just really wanted to hit hard on that because it's just, it's a universal problem. Mm -hmm. It's a universal problem that people are waking up every morning and not understanding that every issue starts with you mm -hmm. and not literally, but seriously. And if more people would just wake up and see what's going on and start really working on themselves and realizing that they can't help anybody else until they help themselves, mm -hmm. then I feel like that we would all come together and we'd all be able to communicate better. Absolutely. Because what we're doing right now is clearly not fucking working. Yeah. And it's like, and the one thing too, that like, adds to this is just that's why i feel like sometimes like you got to just take that break from social media you got to take absolutely. that break from the phone absolutely. because you see all these people and they're just living the best life ever they're it's going fake. on trips it's and fake. they're doing this but that's not their real life it's fake it's fake we all put the best our best foot forward on social media we only look that fresh on social media absolutely. we only try to do this and that on social media but that's not real life. Real life is waking up every morning and having a routine, having something to look forward to, having a hobby, something that that makes you happy that you want to share with the world, you know? Like this social media bullshit, it don't really matter at the end of the day because all these people you trying to impress, they're posting those pictures and those videos and all that to just impress to get, you just to get your reaction exactly <laughs> just, just to get that to impress same you. exact reaction the same exactly. thing you're looking for is what they're looking for validation but you shouldn't be looking for validation in, in none of this superficial stuff you should be looking for validation in yourself because that's really you're never gonna feel real validation from nobody else they're never nobody else no matter how many great friends you have and how many great um husbands and wives whatever no matter how many great people that you encounter in your life they will not give you true validation because true validation is going to come from within you. And yeah, they can compliment you and say whatever, but to be truly validated, to truly be ready to just move and do whatever you need to do and move in yourself, you got, you got to get that from inside. You got to teach yourself to, to be validated. Teach yourself to, to have that confidence in yourself. It's not, you know, I mean, you don't want to be cocky, but you have to really teach yourself to be confident and yourself and your abilities. It don't just, you know, like, it don't just happen. You got to really believe that. And then once you do, you start moving into, you know, different places. Then you realize, man, I could do this now. I don't have to wait. I want to start whatever. I want to start my own business. Okay, I could finesse. I know I could do this. You know, time is, is, is you know, the only thing that holds you back. And the longer you take to take that step, the longer you're, you're, you're just holding yourself back. That, that's a great point. I, I also want to touch on the fact, too, is that we are in a time right now where vulnerability, especially in men, mm -hmm. is accepted. 
Absolutely. When we were growing up, vulnerability in men was not accepted. For nope. you to be vulnerable means you're weak. Yeah. And now, I mean, these privileges that these kids have and actually being able to be vulnerable, being able to be speak up, be who they want to be essentially. Yeah. I mean, that is the the first step into into achieving your change of perception. Yeah. I mean, the first step is being vulnerable about the situation. Absolutely. Realizing what the problem is at hand and fixing it and never saying you can't do anything. So I really wanted to touch on that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I am, you know, not the biggest religious person in the world, right? Right, I get it. But, like, like, in the Bible, it says, like, there's the, the most scriptures is about your tongue, your mouth, your speaking. That means that there's a lot of power in that. It's a lot of power in what you speak. So that's why you really do have to speak positivity into your existence. Speak everything that you want into existence. Speak about it. And then after you speak about it, do it. Go forward with it. Don't wait. Because what are you waiting for? You know. And, and nobody's saying, too, that you're going to wake up every morning and you're going to tell yourself a hundred times that you're happy and you're going to be happy. Absolutely That's not, not true. But... With repetition comes change. Absolutely. With, I mean, imagine, do you, think, do you think Michael Jordan was a good basketball player at the start? No. How well, often he, did he have to practice? Every day. He went harder than everybody else. That's why he became who he became. And we would just have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. In your everyday life. Be, be, you know, like, if you really want something, you know, be very... Be the change you want to see. Exactly. Be the change you want to see. Took the words out right out of my mouth. That is, I mean, that is what it is. You can't yeah. expect everybody to respect you. Nope. You can't expect everybody to, to be better if you're not. I mean, it's common sense. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely common sense. So, and I don't think anybody's better than anybody. But at the end of the day, like, like I just said, man, be the change that you want to see. And there's a lot going on in this world right now. So the last thing that we need to do is pick sides. Absolutely. We all need to come together and we need to realize what we're fighting for. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I say, you know, there's one race, the human race. Now, your ethnicity is different. That's that you really that you have to. That's your roots. You embrace that. But as far as race, there is only one race. There's a human race. And if we think about it like that, how we are all connected, how we all are not, we're not divided. We don't want we want to be connected. We are you know, uh, a group. And, you know, we're trying to make this world a better place to live in every day. So try to do your part. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely just wanted to drive that home. If anybody has any comments or thoughts on that, please don't be afraid to leave a comment and, uh, and how you feel or the, uh, the role you play, maybe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'd be interested to read some of them and, uh, and, see, and see how you guys are feeling about that topic. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Continue the conversation for sure. So shout out Northside Plugged. Oh, absolutely. Um, shout out Northside Plugged. Shout out G Money. Shout out Boss Dan. Shout out Justino. Uh, and real quick, um, I have a quick Boss Dan story. This is super quick. Um, but Boss Dan and myself and Mr. G Money, one morning, one Saturday morning, we said, "Hey, let's play some basketball." Like we haven't, it's been, we've been all, you know, up in the house. We want to play some basketball. So we go to the court, you know, we're shooting around. There's this guy shooting there, bro. And this kid could shoot 
the shit out the ball, bro. He was like, he could shoot, bro. I'm talking about knocking down everything, right? So Boston, for those who don't know, Boston is a big dude. You know, he's probably, I don't know how tall he is, but he's tall. It looks like he's like seven feet in the video. <sighs> he's super tall. He's strong. And I didn't know he was so skilled. So we shoot for teams. It's G Money and, and Boston versus me and this guy. And I'm like, oh, we going to win. So we win the first game. And G, I don't know what G Money said to Boss Dan, but he said something. And and whatever he is, he said he turned into like Jordan Game Six and just started destroying this dude, posting him up, layups, hitting this little jumper. He even was hitting some dimes. And this dude, like we, like I said, we won the first game, and he was he was going crazy. He was half the reason why we won the first game. And dude did not really hit another shot. After that, bro, like His he was having a guard, was he was having a guard, Dan, <laughs> and Boss Dan is just killing this dude to the point it got so bad that he, this dude is taller than me, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna let's switch. I'm gonna guard Dan for some possessions because he is just killing your confidence, and we lost the next two games and it was over with, and I'm just like, damn. Like the whole ride, I'm like, damn, Dan, why was you doing that dude like that? And he's super humble. This dude, oh man, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I try, you know, I'm just, you know, playing, you know, how I, and it's like, no, nah, he was killing him. Like, and he wasn't talking no trash. Whenever the guy would hit a shot or do something, he's like, oh, good shot, blah, blah, blah. But he's killing this dude, wow. bro. It's the worst way to be killed. I would right, rather, humble. I would yeah. rather somebody talk they shit while they busting my ass, right? Than Dan just being all nice and saying you did good, good defense while he's busting your ass. It was no good defense. He's oh like, oh, good God. defense, bro. Good defense. He's killing this dude, bro. It wasn't close. It's, you know, it's one of my favorite Dan moments. Shout out, Boss Dan, Shout out, bro. Boss Dan, bro. That's that, funny that as shit. It was funny as hell, bro. That kind of brings uh, me to a good point. What the fuck is going on, man, with, uh, with all this cancel culture shit, Aaron? I don't know, man. I mean, uh, a lot of people are ridiculing people in a situation like this. When we both talked about it, it should be a teaching moment. Absolutely. I mean, it started off with Morgan Wallen. I know uh -huh. you don't know who that is. It's okay. A, it's a country singer. Okay. He, um, he was, um, you know, small backstory. He was with his friend mm -hmm. off camera. His black friend mm -hmm. used the N-word. Okay. Not okay. Not okay. But he still did it. Okay. Bro, he lost his uh, his his music career pretty much stopped after that right. for the longest time. And then it's kind of funny how they reintroduced him again. Mm -hmm. He came out in a music video. They completely they 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 canceled him, bro. They 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 ridiculed the shit out of them. Same thing with um with Joe Rogan. Oh, they're trying to do that to Joe Rogan well, as well. It's not gonna happen because how much did he just make off Spotify? Well, they pay him like. Was it a hundred million? It was a hundred mil, bro. It was a hundred million. I'm pretty oh sure they just gosh. gave him a hundred mil. They bro. did give him a hundred million. But everybody was telling him, like, dude, I don't know, man. I here's here's my issue, right? So again, I'm black. I'm African American. Um, and yo, if you're white, you probably shouldn't be on camera saying nigga. That that's just that's my advice to you. I I. I'm not saying that, like. Yeah, but with this Morgan Wallen situation too, it wasn't like it wasn't like no, he was on camera not... saying that shit. He wasn't on camera. He did get caught on camera, but it was by like paparazzi. It was by paparazzi. Honestly, yeah. it probably shouldn't have even been said. But exactly. I don't think that he. I I personally don't think that he should have been canceled. No, he shouldn't have been it. canceled. At the same time, it's like what I would have done, right? Well, first, right? 
if I'm if I'm his black homie, you know what I what I tell him? Whoa. Because <laughs> I tell I'm not gonna lie. Like I've said this to a couple of my homies. Hey, buddy. And not me, by the way. So not not this no, guy. Not but me. hey, buddy. Like just because certain people don't mind you saying the n-word around them doesn't mean that 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 goes for everybody so what i would suggest to you is probably unless it's you and that person just don't say it just stay away from that word and i know it's like why can't i say a word well just you can say it you can go ahead and say it anybody can say it it's just it, the the black glass of it backlash of it is is not worth it um and so again but i really think that that, these... that, that that's one point for it and, yeah. I, and i completely understand that point but when it comes down to a teaching moment yeah that's what i was gonna get to right yep. right right i mean you should at the same time be like hey let's use this as a teaching moment to be like you know obviously don't say that but like why why did you feel like well first i would want to know like why did you feel like you you could say that at that point and maybe just because you felt comfortable but at the same time it's like okay now you know that you shouldn't say it obviously because no you know people know that you shouldn't say that shit but yeah at the same time like should he be canceled for that no should should people say hey bro that wasn't cool yes People should call him out and say that wasn't cool. And you know what? They should say, hey, I think that, you know, you should be mindful of, you know, what that word means and say, hey, this is why I don't think it's it's good for you to say that. And also being like, you know, I don't want to like cancel you, but I just want to say, hey, that's not cool. Please don't do that again. Now, if you're a repeat offender, then that that's a different story. I right. understand that. That's yeah. a different story. Once you start, we know that you you are really racist because truthfully, a lot of people say that that word and I know they're not racist. They don't have a racist bone in their body. I don't think Joe Rogan is racist whatsoever. And when I read when I heard his explanation of why he was using those words, yeah, wasn't he reading it wasn't like rap lyrics. I don't even think it was that. No, what it was, it was these were conversations that they were having about that word with people. And I guess during these conversations, he would say the word instead of saying the N-word. Got you. And so again, was that smart? Probably not. Yeah, no, probably it probably not. was not what he should have done. But at the same time, are we going to kill this man for that? Like, we're going to cancel him? He's done? He's over with? Joe, fuck Joe Rogan? Like, no, I don't think that's fair because at the same time, let's be honest, what has Joe Rogan also done? Provided a platform for pretty much anybody to come in and say whatever they feel, even if he doesn't agree with it. Because nine times out of ten, well, no, I won't say nine times out of ten, but a lot of times he doesn't agree with the person that, that he's interviewing, but he lets them come through and say whatever they have to say and whatever they feel. And yeah, he does ask them the hard questions, but at the same time, he allows them to a safe place to speak. However, they feel yeah. like speaking. You know what I mean, and and that's to be commended because not a lot of people are doing that. Absolutely, man. And and coming from uh, from my perspective, I think that that there's just ignorance from from both sides. Mm -hmm. In the sense, ignorance in if you're saying the word because anybody that knows that word, I mean, at that point, you're you're disrespecting African American ancestors. I mean, Absolutely. and you're you're. I mean, that's that's where it stems from. Absolutely. You know what I mean. And, and me personally, I mean, I mean, with you being my best friend, bro, I mean, I've even, 
perfect example recently, man. I freaked the fuck out. I freaked out when somebody said that. Yeah, I freaked absolutely. out, man. And I was like, you yo, just don't say shit like I that. I told you, I was like, hey, buddy. No, nah, man. It's, it's cool. But but again, and, but and like I appreciate it. It's, it's it, but it's ignorance from both sides. Because absolutely. it's ignorant to, to say that this person is done. This person is not influential anymore. This mm -hmm. person has no right to say this correct but no right to say anything else because of it that's no, ignorant absolutely shit. that's that's absolutely i think that the cancel culture is really a detriment to our society because it's it, it, it literally says that because you're famous because people know who you are you have to be perfect and that's not true we all make mistakes if every single time somebody came behind you and said you're done because you made a mistake because you made one mistake then you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do anything. Nobody would be able to do anything. I think we all make mistakes. Strange though, bro, that we even have cancel culture in this day and age when okay, I'm just gonna say it. We have the LGBTQ community, okay? We have mm -hmm. people that feel like they're non-binary, and I'm not gonna get into this because it's Bing really bong. it's not it's none of my business. You know what right. I mean? But I mean when it comes down to it, I I'm saying that, that these people are allowed to feel the the way that they want to feel yeah. and say what they want to say. You know what I mean? But it just I mean it comes down to the fact that don't laugh at me. I'm, I'm serious, not laughing man. at you. That, that's okay, but still we're living in a shame-based society. That's, Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. So no. people are allowed to feel that the way they want to feel. Mm -hmm. People are allowed to be the way that they want to be, whatever. But when it comes down to it, now it's it's don't look at me like that. I'm looking when at it you. when it comes down to it, bro, mm -hmm. we're we're still shaming people for making mistakes. Absolutely, and that's wrong. And I even though I'm laughing, I completely fucking asshole. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I have no problem with anybody in the LGBT community. I want everybody I knew to know that. that. Was coming. I want I you, everybody to know that. I made that as an example because that is the most prominent example that I could use right now for Absolutely. because it's universal. There's a lot of people in that community and there's a lot of people coming out now and yeah. and, and they're not being shamed for it. Absolutely. They're not. being publicized for it. Absolutely. So we're going to shame people for for what? For making a mistake? No, you shouldn't. And I agree with you one one thousand percent. Just and and I say that because, bro, like, do you know how many crazy things I've said, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> do you know how many times ISO would have gotten canceled because if somebody uh... had a camera, bro? I've said some crazy shit. Trust me. That's pretty much, if you're my friend and you've ever been around me drunk, that's what you know me for. Because yeah. I say some crazy shit sometimes. Yeah. But again, I, I'm just because I'm not, you know, Joe Rogan or Kanye West, I'm not killed for it. And that's unfair because truthfully, we, they're humans too. Like, I know we put them on a pedestal. I yeah. understand. Everybody wants do. to set them to a high, higher but standard. Truthfully, why are you putting them on a pedestal? Think about this, right? Just because you could shoot a basketball, right? Or, or you could rap really well, or you could make some great beats. We put you on a pedestal. But let me be honest with you. The people I feel like, and this is just me, but the people you really should be looking up to, really, is like, you know, the people you should really have super high standards for, and if they mess up, you should cancel them. You know, your politicians, you know, the think, police officers. Uh, yeah, I think it even goes further than that. The people judges. Who have judges, dude, people knew, who have power. I knew a judge, um, I'm not going to say names here, and I'm not even going to say what county, 
but I knew a judge, my friend uh, had a court case, and he was sentencing, sentencing my friend with a DUI ankle monitor on. Wow. A DUI ankle monitor, he got <laughs> literally charged with a DUI, convicted of a DUI, didn't get stripped of his uh, being a judge. I mean, it's just... But 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 you want to sit here and, he and cancel shamed. and yeah and you want and you want to cancel, cancel Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan right? But that's what I'm saying. These are those people like that are the people who we really should be holding to yes, a higher absolutely. standard. Absolutely, like, especially because they are literally paid by the government to have some sort of actual power to have ruling over certain things to have power over other human beings above the law above the so. Again, like we sit here and we we kill celebrities because they made a little bit of money and because they um they're popular. But we 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 say nothing when you know. And that's wrong. And and I think that it has a lot to do with people idolizing, people vicariously living their their lives through these Absolutely. these people that they're putting on a pedestal. Absolutely. Because obviously you're you you're not vicariously living your life through a judge nope. or through a police officer or through. Uh, a uh, politician or a governor or the president because nobody wants his fucking job right now. Absolutely. You know not. what I mean? Well, but, except for me. Can I sue for president? <laughs> vote now. But uh, no, seriously, man, I think that that's it's just absolutely, um, absolutely ridiculous. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, I mean, and I mean, just to, to say my last little point on it, um, again, people. If you make it, if you made a mistake, and we all said you're done, you can't work anymore. That's literally like let's let's think about what we're telling people. You cannot this field that you've worked hard to put yourself into, you can't even work in this field no more because you made a mistake. That that's what we doing. That that don't make no sense. And what if that was applied to everybody too? You know what I mean? It's just what. And, uh, I think that I think cancel culture would immediately come to a halt. Immediately if come something to an happened end. like that. If I could pull up to your job and was just like, hey, oh, I heard you say like fuck me. So like, yeah, you know, we're we're done here. <laughs> you're, you're done. You're, you're done. You're bro. done. You you it's you put your fifteen years with. in. You you don't even get a retirement plan you're, at this you're point. You're done. <laughs> yeah, you don't even you're done. Bye. Go home. I, and yeah, no, it's You've made, been promoted to customer. Made the point perfectly, though. I, I don't think that <laughs> there should ever be uh, there should ever be a shame-based thinking. And of course, when we grew up, when we were younger, shame on you. Yeah. Shame, shame on me. Shame on this. Shame on that. You, you did something wrong. Shame on you. Right. But it was just a saying, and now it's turned into a reality Absolutely. where it's we're literally going to shame base. Well, you know what. I don't know if it actually was just the same because at least that's how I felt when I was a kid. Well, yeah, you say shame kid, on me, whatever, fuck you. you but know? yeah, but like, but think about this though, right? Like, back in the day, so this is something like my grandmother told me. I didn't even know this shit. So like, when she was a kid, and this is probably the 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 sixties or whatever, seventies, right? So Pro she's probably a little bit, a uh, little bit earlier, but yeah, my, somewhere around. My dad then. was born fifty four, so, put so that yeah, in perspective. so so somewhere 56, around then fifty six. Um, so <laughs> she was basically saying that like when uh, uh, a girl would get pregnant and she wasn't married, like her family would like kind of like 
send her away for a little bit. Like they send her ass to fucking their family and and like a, in the in the south. And then obviously she come back with the baby because it was so shameful if you didn't have a fucking husband and shit. And I was just thinking about some shit like that, and I was like, damn, really? People have been shaming see, this whole life. But that's that's. I feel like that's a little different in this. And and not different in the in the aspect of obviously it still goes into shame, right? But different in the aspect of okay, those were different times, absolutely. So things were perceived differently, mm-hmm. and now that we've kind of come to a better understanding of those things, and we are approaching new objectives, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know. It's I don't think that anybody should be shamed for anything. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna commit a crime, and and the, and that's and that's obviously a little different. If you're gonna commit a crime, yeah, you're gonna go through the judicial system. You're probably not gonna be treated fairly, but you're gonna go through the judicial system, and you're gonna pay for that. Absolutely. Period. So, what right do we have to sit there and shame these people for it? None, none at all. You know what I mean? Because honestly, because I don't they think paid their 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 debt to society. I don't think that people in your grandmother's age, especially when people, I mean, all you did was is you. You grew up, you went to school, you got a job, and women usually didn't even get a job. The yeah. men went to the military or got a job, and you had kids at a young age. Yeah. That was the stigma back God then. God damn, that you sounds like saying? a fucking 16, shitty life. 16, 17 years old, and then you're, you know, you're, I mean, kudos to your grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, kudos to my grandparents. You know what I mean? To have to deal with that. But uh, that's what I'm saying. It's Shit. like, it's not like they committed a crime I at that see, point. I see why grandpa liked the fucking the hooch, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying when it really comes down fucking to it, shit. I don't think that, I don't, I don't think in any, in any regard, there should be a, a shame-based thinking behind anything. It. I think that that needs to be completely fucking cut out because at this point, how many people are shamed that, um, are clinically depressed? Yeah. How many people are shamed that are drug addicts do you how know people, oh, man no, no no but how many people are shamed that are alcoholics how, and, and 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 let's take away drugs and alcohol even even the sense of uh i stole a hamster when i was in third grade you know who ever <laughs> i stole a hamster the class pet hamster when i was in third grade i'm fucking serious bro i stole the hamster i was a big animal person i said you know what i decided i was going to take this hamster home my parents caught me Okay, they said, you don't have a fucking hamster. Why are you putting hamster food in the cart when we were at the store? <laughs> this is true. They made me go back into the, the classroom, oh, apologize to the teacher, apologize to the students because fucking Hammy was gone for the weekend. <laughs> and when it comes down to it, bro, I was shamed for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was shamed <laughs> for that. And, and what I'm saying is, is that, that that goes back, I mean, it just... It just it's ridiculous because you know then what? everybody knew me as the fucking kid that stole the class stole hamster, the hamster for the rest of my fucking life, bro. <laughs> and and what it really brings it back to full circle is is that you're gonna tell me that a shame way, based way of thinking mm-hmm. is not leading into all these suicides. Oh, well, leading into people being clinically depressed. No doubt about it. You know what I mean? It's well, like, that, that well, because the shaming you you shame you you get shamed by society, and then you start to shame yourself. You start to exactly, shame yourself, and then and there then goes then the depression, and now it's depression. Now it's anxiety because every action that I do, I'm so anxious. How is this perceived by other people? No doubt about it. And now you feel like you need to be put on medication mm-hmm. or somebody. I mean, just I just I feel like you take that stigma away. 
a long list of problems could potentially get solved. So here's something crazy, right? So it starts even like in the home and shit, right? Because, um, and thankfully, I had cool parents who were like, not like this, but a lot of my friends who are African American would say that like, when they would say I'm depressed to their parents or something like that, or I'm just mentally not there, they'd be like, well, you know, pray. And it's just like, yeah. I'm not saying that prayer is yeah. not a, a thing. Like, yeah, pray is good. That's good. If you get close to God, if that's what you're into, right. absolutely, I love it. But at the same time, it's like, but your child is sitting here. Begging for help. Asking you, yeah. can you please help me? And you're sitting there, oh, well, I don't believe in, in depression. That's just demonic. You know, people would say that, that yeah. type of shit to their kids. And then they wonder why their children grow up and they're just so fucking stressed out about life and well, you just know, depressed you know, yeah. and on drugs and shit. That's how that shit happens because as parents, some parents don't sit there and like be there for their kids. And honestly, that's why, shout out to mom and pops. That's Absolutely. why like, I, I, I'm so grateful in the way that I came up because I was able to approach my parents. And not a lot of people have that. Like the fact that I have such a great, I talk to my mom and dad damn near Damn near every day, if not every day, like a couple times a week, you know what I mean? Because I was able to have a good relationship with them where they allowed me to come to them about shit. And that's how I want, and when I do have kids, that's how I want to approach my kids because having that was important. That shit was so important, bro, because when I could have went other ways, when I could have started doing other shit, I just thought about it like, damn, you know? These people are rooting for me. My my pops, every time, I'm your biggest fan. Every time I tell him I want to do some shit, you know, he's behind me. Same thing with my OG, you know what I mean? So it's just like, that built me to be the person I was. And even still, I still damn near fucked up in a, in a couple of ways where I could have did other things, but just having that backbone. So for people that don't even have that shit, it's fucked. You're damn near fucked from jump. Yeah, absolutely. And And you brought a great point. Shout out to my dad for always believing in me too. Never, never, ever, ever put a shame-based thinking in my head Absolutely. and uh, made me leave, uh, believe things that, that weren't true. He, he always had my back. And <laughs> we both know that in, in most situations, um, he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So um, definitely. And that's he's coming, a real one. And that's, what, that's coming from the that's, heart. That's what parenting really is, is truly just being there for your kids. Because that's what we care about more than... All everything else y'all do is really when we can approach you all, and y'all are always there for us, always in our corner and shit. But that goes into talking about um, with how we uh, we're talking about how it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. It's it's an absolute cycle because a dose of reality. It's an absolute cycle because I mean, with that shame based thinking and um, what we were talking about, how how things it's it's. It's normal to see a child misbehaving in a Absolutely. Store. So, but what stems from that? And, and, and people ask the question, why, why is this happening? Why are kids progressively getting worse? And it's because parents aren't parenting kids. Nope. They're growing up. They're having kids. They're parenting those kids incorrectly. They're growing up, parenting those kids when they have kids. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, they're, they're repeating the cycle at a... At a younger age, yeah, you know what I mean. But it's just, and and, and then it's it just it's one big fucking cycle, dude. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
it's just um it's it's just crazy to me and then and then people ask the question of why uh why is society getting worse because we are not parenting anymore uh, we have forgotten. Especially when you talk about discretion mm -hmm. because of how easy it is to access certain things. Bro, when I was a kid, you were not able to just look up porn. Yeah. You would have to go not. to a 7-Eleven. You'd have to go to a corner store. Maybe Dave still has it. Bro, and find a little nudie magazine. And you weren't even the, and we weren't even able to buy it when we were that You age. had to sneak in the freaking store or, and just or, flip through that moment. That's what I'm saying, man. It's just like as things become more accessible, you need to have discretion towards right. your kids. That follows into parenting. Or I know I mean, everybody's dad had a little box. But you know what I'm bed. saying, man? <laughs> it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about. I mean, and, and, and not only that, I mean, when I was a kid, I'll share another story. When I was a kid... Things were always, like, covered up. Things were always not explained to me correctly. I was never explained, like, sex especially. You know what I mean? And, and the story that goes into it this is a perfect example. I'm sitting there in the back of the car. My mom's driving. We're driving behind a garbage truck, bro. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, a dildo flies out of the fucking garbage truck and hits our windshield. My mom turns around right away and says, don't worry, honey, it was just a buck. Bro, I'm still trying to figure out how that bug got off the ground with that huge cock. I'm not <laughs> fucking understanding. There's no way. That was the biggest dildo I've ever seen, bro. I'm serious. I'm so fucking serious. But that's what I'm talking about, bro. Oh, Things are not being explained correctly. No, you know what I mean? You Things don't are not tell being our... explained at all. And you know what? The sad thing is, um, and just to close it out, like, you know... People think that children are stupid. And, and they're absolutely not. not. No. Not. They're like, probably more progressive now than they, they've ever been. Absolutely. So, I mean, truthfully, you know, you, you got to be honest, you know, with your, with your children and with everything, you know, and, and truthfully be in their corner and not sit there and try to, you know, grow them up in a, in a shame-based right. uh, way. Right, and then, yeah, because then that stems off, and then that continues, and then the Absolutely. cycle perpetuates. Yeah. So, just to end on that, that was a great, a great session. 1,000%. One thing, I have one. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, we, we just locked up mans for four years. We own you. We still own you. Funny as hell. That's all I got to say. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening, subscribing, Absolutely. liking, doing the whole nine. We appreciate all of you. We love you all. We really hope that you got something from A Dose of Reality. And we really hope that you wake up tomorrow and maybe change your perception a little bit. Absolutely. Just letting you know, music video out now, Kid Iso. Um, the song is produced by G Money. It's The video was shot by G Money. And it's called Iso's Finally Home. Go check that out. Go get that. Uh, it's out on YouTube right now. Go search that uh, and show us some love, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And I just wanted to let everybody know uh, I'm going to have a vlog coming out. You're going to see me, uh, myself. You're going to see my one of my best friends, Kid Iso. Uh, G Money is probably going to be in it as well, and uh, most of it. And uh, a lot of it's going to be shot uh, by our good friend Aiden. Shout and, out Aiden. Um, the uh, vlog's going to be called uh, The Midwest Quest. We're just going to be going Big around facts. doing reviews um, and, and, and just pretty much hitting all the key spots in the city and uh, around the area where, um, you know, people, if they haven't been there before, uh, can check it out now. And don't forget to tune in on Thursday 
to Northside Plugged. Absolutely. Your two hosts from a dose of reality are going to go bring a dose of reality to the Northside, and we're going to plug that shit. Absolutely. So stay tuned. Be ready. We going crazy. Peace. Later.